Yeah. You see the rumors going around that Jalen Goss was a vegan. I mean, he was two forty, so I believe it. No, he's like, dude, he's like two eighty five. Yeah, he's two eighty five. There's zero. But I just want to say I can guarantee that Jalen Goss isn't a, a vegan big... because one time I was behind him at Chick Fil A when he was on a moped. So it's I'm pretty guy. sure he got. What, Chick- what is what is this ad at the podcast? Well, I mean, he could have well, gotten well, a salad at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I'm, just saying, I'm, deny, I'm denying. I'm denying the. Could a whole bunch of fruit cups. Yeah, like. Ain't no way. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to peek in the bag, but <laughs> that's not that's, that's not, not sound approved, there, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just mean, I, I just take it that you're stalking players at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean, hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day? Go Dolls! Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here's the Spear, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here on a fantastic, wonderful Thursday evening. The season is over. Thank the, God. I think the only one that got the I'm prediction right was Dustin, but he. Then. What? Five and seven. That was my what? prediction in August. And, now, and look where uh, we are. Austin said, thank God. And I said, I'm happy that Purdue won by 28 then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Florida State didn't have a really good. It's a bad really week. Fun weekend. Yeah, not not too great. Neither either, program. Really early week uh, this week. But yeah, Florida State's regular season's over. We've got just a few things to talk about tonight. I think this is going to be just, you know, we might be able to get out of here in about 30, 45 minutes. There's nothing much going on, actually. So should be nice. Nah, complete sarcasm. We got a lot to talk about with me this evening is Austin Veazey, lead basketball writer up at the top. Still recovering after that loss, but everything's going to be okay if you read his piece from uh, the recap. And then Dustin Lewis, lead writer and editor, down below. And then Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider. We were just in the back cave for an hour and 15 minutes. We were in full throttle there in the Discord with all kinds of goodies left and right. Gentlemen, how does it feel? We're back to the offseason, at least for football. We're back to the offseason just like that. It's over. It's done. I was in shock about Saturday. I, I it was a long season, right but it was short. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it was a long season, but it went by quick. Yeah. Roller coaster. We talked about like just so many different things happened that it just kept rolling one after one after the other. But such a long season. It was a crazy year, but I, I honestly I feel like it started just yesterday. Like it's crazy how fast it ends, man. Don't cry. Don't start tearing up, honesty, Lou. Eight months, three weeks to go. Or wait, is it nine months? I don't know. It's a long ass time. <laughs> Just say it's a long <laughs> time. We'll start doing a day counter till 
the next game, which is what August twenty seventh, August. Week zero. Duquesne. Week zero versus Duquesne. To Tallahassee. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We opened up against Duquesne. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not honestly. I mean, we'll talk about it a lot this offseason, but I actually kind of prefer oh. that. No, yeah, for sure. No, hopefully they open up one and zero. <laughs> if you used to do Kane, you got issues. Mm-hmm. Nah, you know, I mean, you know, it, for I know we didn't do an instant reaction on on Florida, but you know, that 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 injury to uh, Travis just shut that whole thing down. Um, you know, would have been a different ball game had had Florida State been able to you know, keep Travis healthy throughout the whole game. You know, you can't. Force three first out turnovers and not get any points, but you know, it sucks that you lose to Florida. And now I I don't think they're that great of a team. I just think that Florida State it just showed their lack of depth, showed uh, pretty significantly, especially at quarterback. So yeah, I was to say it showed that you really got to go get a transfer quarterback this mm-hmm. offseason, just that depth at the very least. Give you give Travis some competition. Give him something to to improve upon, but you, mm-hmm. you at least got to get some depth there because obviously Milton wasn't it this year. Wish he was, but his knee just wasn't it. And then once Chubba was out of the picture, now you're relying on Tate Rodemaker to make plays against Florida. Mm-hmm. Down bad, you're down horrendous at that point. And not to mention, I mean that was Rodemaker's first uh, real snaps of the entire season. I think he took a he took a he took a couple knees against UMass, but. I mean, other than that, he hasn't thrown a pass this year. He hasn't really seen any game action. So, for him to get thrown out there, the third quarterback playing, and I think it was the first quarter, you know, that's just not a situation where he's going to have a lot of success. Yeah, it was a wild, wild, wild season. I mean, I, I we talked about it all throughout the year, but, I mean, so many different kind of storylines. Of course, Mackenzie Millen coming in, Jordan Travis – you know, you had Andrew Parchment coming in, but Jermaine Johnson, the highlight of the season by far. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. lit it up and did exactly what he said he was going to do. And not only on the field, but off the field and really, I think, helping Mike Norvell. And, you know, he's going to he, he wants to bleed Garner Gold once he leaves here and he's going to do that. And he's going to be putting himself in that top 15. He's going to be a top 15 pick um, unless something goes wrong um, this upcoming NFL draft. What an incredible mm-hmm. season by him and that whole defensive line along with Keir Thomas. Those two guys came in and did exactly um, what they needed to do. And that defensive line, I think, has rejuvenated Odell Higgins. We'll talk about it this evening, but we're going to get into some coaching staff changes. There's a potential there for some names along with Florida or Florida picks up Billy Napier. We'll give our thoughts on that. We've got a few transfers already. The fun is already beginning. We're not even the next week yet where the real fun is going to start heating up we'll go into that uh we'll talk about the transfer portal and the craziness happening there we'll talk recruiting latest admin changes also coming everything's going on at once but admin changes who do we think is also going to be staying who's going to be staying at florida state who could be transferring maybe we'll put some names out there uh then a linebacker target is actually going to be committing this saturday uh wesley besaint is actually going to go ahead and either pick Florida State, or it could go other route. Could Miami be the team that he goes with? We'll see. We'll give predictions on that, and then we'll give the latest on basketball and end off the night. As always, chatting here, ask questions. We'll try to go as many. We'll go through as many as we can this evening. Um, as always, hit the like button, subscribe. 
It is five five stars on iTunes, and uh, yeah, let's get started, gentlemen. So, any any last kind of thoughts on on the UF game? You know, it was we didn't really do an instant reaction to that, but for at least me personally, I was really shocked on how Florida State came and and played. I think this team still has got a lot of maturing to do, and they're not ready for these kind of battles. And I think. You know, there's a lot of silly mistakes being made. You still got young guys out there, but, you know, that's what you get, too, whenever you've got younger dudes. But it seemed like two veterans making some silly silly mistakes that they don't need to be doing, and it's ru- it ruined drives that allowed Florida to get down on the field. Just a, just a rivalry game with young kids, felt like. Yeah, I thought Nate pretty much said it all. You know, Jordan Travis going down early in that contest and – being out for an extended amount of time, then coming back and, you know, clearly being limited when it came to uh, throwing the football. I mean, that pretty much did Florida State in from the beginning because obviously the defense had a terrific first half when it came to force and turnovers, but you weren't really able to convert on much of anything. And, and you got you got some stuff going late, but at that point you were down by so much, it was hard mm-hmm. to come back. And, you know, you had the whiff onside kick, uh, the, the whiff of the griff, I think that's what they're calling it. <laughs> so it was a battle. I think if Travis would have been a hundred percent, you know, Florida State's probably in it for more of the game, and, and they're keeping up with Florida until that fourth quarter. Maybe it ends a little differently, but that's football. I mean, you, you head into that game, you know, like Austin was saying, just the the craziness of the season. You know, losing Jacksonville State on the hail mary, uh, heading to Florida with a chance to still make a bowl. Um, and, and and they came out looking pretty flat, man. You know, in, in a game that was so important, they just didn't look ready. And you know, like you said, Logan, just uh, the penalties, uh, the mistakes, and, and and everything that happened. You know, the biggest thing though was was, was Travis going down. And I think that just halted everything because man, Milton just you know he got worse as, as the season went on. Man, he just doesn't have it anymore. So. You know, shout out to 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 Jermaine. You know, he had he had a great game. Kerry Thomas had a great game. You know, FSU's gonna miss those two guys next year. Uh, they gotta figure out how to address that situation because you know, those guys played their asses off this year. And, and, and you know, yeah, tip your cat to to Jermaine. You know, he he still fought that entire game, and I thought he played really well. Um, you know, you know Florida State had a chance in that first half. You know, if they could have. You know, produce some points, man. Uh, I I think that would have been a different game. I think Florida would have probably tapped out and quit. But you know, they seemed that you know they had that pregame you know bullshit going on. The you know that that fake that fake stuff, and you know it, it kept them going, man. They they were hyped out throughout the whole game. And I think that also was a little bit of a difference, man. And they came in, you know, looking to bully Florida State, and they did for certain points of that game in the latter half. I thought UF was definitely more disciplined mm-hmm. deeper in that second half for sure. Yep. And that, and that's, it, and that's disappointing to see because you're working against a interim head coach. And but it, it's also an interim coach has been with Mullen for a long time. You know, he's been in, in, in with Mullen and, you know, he, he was uh interim coach when, when Mullen left in, you know, Mississippi State for Florida. So he's been in that position before. Now he's worked with Mullen for 12 years. So 
it's not like it, it, it was a major change for for Florida. The, the 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 biggest thing for me was that it was like the second or third game for the guy calling the defense, and you know Florida State just still couldn't produce. And to me, that was just, that was just a lack of you know quarterback play. And that's what it came down to for for FSU on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, Travis being hurt, but also we talked about Florida State should should have success against Florida running the ball. And, you know, Travis Travis made some plays with his legs, but you look at the running backs, uh, Toa Philly, Corbin, and Treshawn Ward, 15 carries, 57 yards. Yep. And at the same time, you, you were missing Devontae Love-Taylor and, you know, what turned out to be his final collegiate game. Florida State, they just don't have the depth on that offensive line. Yeah, to... Brady, Brady Scott was awful. <laughs> he was awful. They don't. Have, they don't have the depth to to have a starter out. We've said it all year. You know, whenever you don't have that starting five, you really struggle on, on offense. Yeah, the running game that was that was really sad to see that Florida State couldn't get anything going on the ground there. It was really just Jordan Travis trying to do whatever he could. He had flashes of Chashan Ward. Corbin was kind of bleak during that game. It was just really disappointing to see Florida State couldn't find anything there, and that didn't help open up anything, much of anything passing-wise. And he missed out on a chance on a bowl game again. He had a chance to take the state, too. He beat Miami. Could beat Florida. I mean, it stinks. But now Florida has a new head coach, Billy Napier, has uh, been announced as being the next head coach uh, for the Florida Gators. What are y'all's instant thoughts on that? Because we kind of already got the feeling that it would be him last week. Once practically Florida's that job opened up, Mellon and them separated. That name was the top one going into it. First initial thoughts on Napier heading to Gainesville. I think there's a lot of 50-50 thoughts on it. So do you guys really think that that Brian Kelly called and asked about that job and turned him down? There's no way he (laughs) would have chosen Florida over LSU. I just don't think there's any chance. That's just my personal opinion. I I just don't think there's any way that the coach that has been in college football as long as he has would think Florida's a better program than LSU currently. I agree with that. I, I don't. I don't as much as a you know you know as much of a turd as, as I think Brian Kelly is. You know, as, as little success I hope he has. Um, I, I I don't see Florida Bay. Nah, man, we're, we're gonna go Billy Napier, and it doesn't make I sense mean, to me. Unless, but. unless Florida's just really down bad in the pocketbooks, but yeah, but could be. I don't know, but. I, I think Napier is going to be a guy that it's going to all depend on who he who he brings on for his staff because the guy can can I think he's going to be able to recruit really well. Um, but you know, like like I said on Twitter, you know, his in game situational coaching is very suspect. So I think he's got a lot of upside as a coach. I'm surprised Florida didn't swing for the fences a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like, like I think he's got a lot to improve upon, and yep. you know, yeah, they may have gone eleven and one this year, but a lot of those ones are pretty close against some really bad teams. Yep. So, 
<laughs> I, th- I think it's it, it's a lot like our situation w- with Norvell when we first hired him. I think there's obviously some differences, but you, it, it really depends who he brings with him on the coaching staff. It really depends how he mm-hmm. can recruit Florida. Um, he's obviously got some Louisiana ties, so maybe he could get a recruited recruited to out there. But well, I, it's a, it's a wait and see kind of thing. I don't think they're gonna have immediate immediate success like they've had with some past coaches there. Nah, it, it's gonna be very boomer bust. I think it's either gonna work out really well. Or it's going to be like you know, it's going to be a a, a Willie Taggart type move that Florida's going to be two three years in and be like, you know, you know what what do we do? Mm-hmm. So and we but, got J Rob, got J Rob here. What's up, J Rob? Appreciate you hanging out with us, former Null, up there with uh, the Vikings. Skull, J Rob. I know you got a Vikings fan in here, J Rob. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, man. <laughs> We'll see, I man. Still... Oh god! Hey, I had to. I had to once. Hey, no, it's worth it. You, you got. You got to. Yeah, what are your team players here? I respect yeah. it. I respect it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not. I, I have a big UF fan, a friend that I have to deal with daily, and you know, I'm being sent everything and all that. But he's not being so kind of. He's not trash talking as much since the hire and. That just kind of goes to show me how he's really feeling because he's definitely just a piece of living, piece of living, you know what, and annoying, but he's been very quiet and not talking about the hire. So I think, I think uh, all, all those G5 jokes that they had when FSU hired Norvell, man. And looking back at some of the games yeah, that he's won schedule wide, I mean, what was it? Appalachia State won by one point. I mean, App State's solid. I think it was it was it was like Central no, Arkansas. No, no, one by like three. Arkansas State. It was Arkansas State. I think it was where Blackman is at. Um, but those games were close. I mean, not like these were being blown out. You're looking at. Let's see. I'm trying to bring up the. Uh... I I think it's pretty funny that we uh... here. I think it's pretty funny that we that I saw a couple. <laughs> and there goes he just went black. Like, dang, Nate, his power went out. Yeah, to the phone. <laughs> out and then, uh, let's see. Ba did beat Deion Sanders this year. He did beat Deion Sanders. Billy Napier did. Bro, you're looking uh, at UL Monroe. Wait, what am I doing? Hold up, I'm on the wrong <laughs> friggin' schedule too. The only reason I know that is because I bet on I bet on Jackson oh. State to win that game and they lost. Oh no! I was probably <laughs> the only person on TV watching Jackson State versus UL Monroe. How much did you bet on it? Like twenty bucks. It was money line though, and they were like plus two fifty. Would have made that like work. forty-five bucks. It works. Uh, Texas, Texas. I mean, shit, ranked higher. Practically 38 to 13. Texas, Nickel State. They won that by a field goal. Um, Georgia Southern beat them by eight. South Alabama beat them by two. Um, Arkansas State, James Blackman. Shout out to James Blackman. Beat uh, beat James Blackman by a point. Um, Georgia State by four. Yeah, I mean, they had big expectations uh, coming into the year. They were They were a ranked team. Yeah. In the preseason, like you said, they got I think blown out by Texas. But what what's their record? I mean, aren't they aren't they in the Sun Belt Championship? Yep, they'll be playing Appalachian yeah, so State I mean, this weekend. 
They've had a solid year. I just don't know where else Florida could have really gone. You know, LSU is a better job. Notre Dame's a better job. USC's a better job. Oklahoma's a better job. <clears throat> they were they were probably like fifth tier when it when it came to candidates. And when you look when you think about the last couple years with guys like Norvell and Matt Campbell, there's not really a ton of um, risers in the coaching ranks this year like there have been over the past couple of years. Napier's really the only one right now. And Marcus Freeman, I would put him in that category. He wasn't going to go to Florida. No, 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 no. He's not. You know, he's a, a riser, and I think Notre Dame be smart okay, to, I get, I get to what keep you're him. Saying. But, yeah, you know, there's not – there's really – I mean, we didn't. I mean, but you also have to think. We didn't think Brian Kelly was going to switch jobs. Like, I'm surprised they just didn't. He would have had to known. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that whole Brian Kelly thing was a money grab. Clearly. I mean, for sure, but we didn't think Lincoln Riley was going to go from Oklahoma to USC. I mean, that came out of the field. Sometimes we just got to swing for the fences and try and make Mm -hmm. some noise. But you know, I, I think some of that stuff is true. You know, Lincoln Riley, you know, apparently wasn't very happy with Oklahoma moving to the SEC. So I, I can see him using that as a, as a way out. Um, you know, I, I think USC is a, a great job. It's probably, it's one of, one of the best jobs in the country. And, so and it's, it's not, especially it's not like he took a step back. You know, And it's especially great for him because he had already had so many kids that were Southern Cal commits in Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. So now you just get all those Southern Cal kids staying at home. It's not going to be like one of these Steve Sarkeesians or – Lane Kiffin, so nah. just doesn't know how to recruit out west. He's already shown he can recruit out west. Yeah, yeah. He, like, I was about to say, he's already done a hell of a job recruiting that part of the country. So it's, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, USC versus Oregon in terms of recruiting because Oregon's had free reign for the last three yeah. or four years out there. Yeah, it's crazy how it all worked out, you know, because now you've got Oklahoma fans with a bunch of conspiracy theories that Lincoln Riley recruited. <laughs> all these kids from Oklahoma just to flip to USC at the end of the season, which, I mean, I obviously don't believe that he, he's a great recruiter and he's been bringing in talent to Oklahoma from all over the country for years. I just think there was a, a lot of guys in that area that he targeted and, and it worked out. And now that he's in Southern California, why wouldn't they follow him if they're going to be closer to home than having to go to Oklahoma? It's a dream fit yeah. for a lot of them. Stay close to home, get to play for the coach. He's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it does. Uh, and college football is fun when USC and Florida State. Are... It's just fun when all the big programs are good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like when they're all, like, yeah, it's fun to have these two thousand sevens where you have Boston College as the number two team. It's good to have them once a decade, but college football is at its best when these big <laughs> programs are the ones dominating the sport. And I think Lincoln Riley be able to be a guy that keeps like a Bryce Young from going to Alabama. I think that you know. Those, oh, yeah. Those, those kids stay out west yeah. now. Yeah. Opens up a whole new kind of world over there. College but, football but it also the opens Coast. it up with, with uh, you know, Brian Kelly to LSU. You know, the, the guy recruits really well, and, and he wins. So he's going to have more more tools to, to do that with. You know, he's going to have more. I mean, yeah, Notre Dame's a great job. You know, they, you know that's, it's one of the true blue bloods of college football. But I think right now he's just going to have more access to things that recruit even better. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to watch. 
it's wildness. And you think about Florida State now will face Brian Kelly again. And, and it just shows how much uh, of an idiot opener. the guy is by <laughs> by changing his freaking to a to a southern accent. That was awful. That was I just so tweeted funny. that. Because it's mean, Boston. Like okay, maybe I can pull it up here. And I haven't won all my games yet. What a I haven't won all my games yet, man. I hope you go 0 and 12. You f- <laughs> Wait, are you gonna be in? Are you gonna be in New Orleans? I'm thinking about it, man. You know, I'm, I, I'm I, gonna have it, to find my way down for that. I love it, New it, Orleans. It, it, if the game was in LSU, it would be for sure. It's one of my bucket lists. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same. I really I, there's, wish there's, was, there's few environments that I really yeah. want to go to, but Death Valley, a, yeah. a night game in Death Valley is, is bucket list. Yeah, there. Um, you know, Athens. You know, I want to watch a game in Georgia. And, and, you know, I really wish I would have went to uh, the National Championship in 2013 because I've always wanted to watch a game in uh, the Rose Bowl. Oh, that's the- a comment. Yeah. Here you go. What are you Who's laughing at over there? Trying to get the uh, Brian Kelly thing going over here. It's crazy. LSU Louisiana fans are like, wow, University. it's so much easier to understand this guy. Way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. Oh, all right, a weird quote. Fucking twat, man. I, here you I, go. I, I can't wait, I can't wait to be there in New Orleans for that. To be a tiger. I'm here with my family. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Come here. Tiger. I'm here with my family. I'm here with my family. <laughs> and we are so excited My family. to be in the great state of Louisiana. Let's get him off the screen. Get him some rice pudding. <laughs> that is hilarious, though. I can't lie. What in the hell is he doing on <laughs> making that shit up? That accent. Nah, I can't stand him. Michael saying LSU AD spoke with Kelly after the Florida game. You know he did. Hmm. Yeah, so what does this do to shake up Florida State and recruiting-wise, you know? Nothing. But- I don't think it does anything. I mean, I think Ed Ogeron was a really good recruiter. You know, it doesn't change that. I, I, I just think it makes LSU a better coach team. Um, that happened a month ago, yeah, when that happened with or the Armella for Armella. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was about to say, do you think yeah, it does anything um, with Armella? Um, I, I talked a little bit about that on the – on, on the back cave, I think that it makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, you know, if, if they really want to pursue, pursue them, I think, you know, it, it kind of changes some things, but, you know, time is running out, you know, so, you know, th- th- that had to be something that happens really quickly. You know, I, I think that if Kelly and, you know, Harry brings in, if they wanted to pursue him heavily, I think that it would change some things for sure. Yeah, and recruiting, you know, it, it's about relationships at, at the end of the day. And yep. Julian Armella, he doesn't ha- he doesn't really have a, or at least as far as we know, he doesn't really have a relationship with Brian Kelly and, and maybe some of the staffers that are going to be headed there. So, I would keep my eyes on Florida State and, and Alabama. Oh, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I keep my eyes on FSU and uh, FSU. 
<laughs> if you want to make you can always try that. that. Yeah, you can always try that. Yeah, no, this was a wild, wild week. I mean, now uh, who is? Uh, you know, Oklahoma, USC, Florida, LSU, all open. Now Virginia, yeah. Bronco, no, and all is also no. Virginia and Virginia yeah. Tech. Virginia, and, and, Virginia and what Tech. happens? You know, we were talking about it before you came on. What if day? You know, if they talks about Chicago, what if Ohio State opens up? You know. I think Fickle will go back there, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And who's Oklahoma taking? Is it really Venables? I, I, I need God. that to happen. Please, Please God. <laughs> Please. I, 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 I need... Stoops is really coming back. Yeah, that whole thing. That is, is so to me. funny. That is so creepy to me. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't it. understand I these. I want to know how he's not recruiting. I don't how know how that that's even... working. How is that even like? He's coming back, man. <laughs> I don't oh. understand that. No, I could weird. see him coming back, back, back for a big as game. like a, bri- a bridge head coach until they find the next right guy. Because it kind of feels like Venables doesn't necessarily want to leave Clemson. He's always spoken about not wanting to be a head coach, and maybe that's true. Yeah. I just find it so weird. He's just. I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't I like hilarious. I, I, he was out just... recruiting uh, with that assistant coach that I guess was recruiting for Oklahoma, but and then USC. was going to USC and no one knew about it. So we'll, uh, I'm sure everyone saw, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people saw the, the tweet from the OU compliance account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of violations and certain things happening in this offseason. I mean, there's just so many things going on. Someone, I mean, a can full of people in a little trouble. They're going to get caught. But, yeah, best of luck. Bob Stoops coaching the bowl game. Who are they playing? No, no, yeah, right? Yeah, it hasn't yeah, been announced. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting everything I own on, on that team. <laughs> on Oklahoma? No. Whoever they play. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. If they get some scrub. Big game, Bob, man. Yeah, but what if they're playing Wake Forest? Like, I would take Wake Forest, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oklahoma can't. <laughs> Oklahoma defense would have a hard time against that Wake Forest offense, man. I don't know, man. It'd be a shootout, that's for and, sure. Yeah, it'd be like it, would, it would be. It would be like a, Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be like a fifty-six, fifty-three game. It's just interesting. I, 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 but I need it in my life for Brian Kelly to fall. On his face at LSU, and for Venables to go to Oklahoma, and, and then for Dabo to be, you know, continue I mean, that. The thing we didn't talk about with Kelly is he's never really had to recruit that state before. He doesn't have those relationships. Mm-mm. I mean, it, that it's very reasonably falls on his face because if he doesn't recruit those Louisiana kids, they start going to Texas, Texas A and M, Alabama. I mean, yeah, might get ugly fast. Uh, but you know, honestly, though, man, you know he. It's easy for LSU to recruit that state because it's just su- such a – it's such a uh, – I mean, yeah, they, they all dream of going to LSU. Yeah. It, it, Ryan it's Kelly just, just doesn't have those relationships yet. I don't really think that's going to play that big of a role. We'll see. I don't think I it don't will know. either. I just think, I th- I just think it's something that's got to be mentioned. I, I, I just hope it's so awkward with this, like, fake accent stuff. I think <laughs> – you know, I can see, like, his awkwardness would be a turnoff – you know, yeah, but, I don't think he's a South. 
like Dan Mullen. Just strike yeah. me like an yeah. SEC yeah. coach. People, people thought Willie Taggart was going to come in and light the world on fire in Florida, but you know he turned off a, a lot of high school coaches, you know, in the state. So, mm-hmm. and, and and he had experience recruiting in the state of Florida. He's from Florida. You just yeah. never know how it's going to work out. So, I, I need everything to fall into place in Brian Kelly Florida's face, please. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Like, just get him some spicy gumbo, and he'll be crying <laughs> and shitting himself. Um, let's jump into some recruiting stuff before we get into transfer portal stuff. What do you, what do y'all want to go first? Transfer portal or recruiting? Okay, a lot have both juicy things. Uh, let's go into let's go into recruiting. Let's go into recruiting. I think I would ask the chat, but they're a little bit behind us. But yeah, I think let's go into recruiting. Early national signing day is coming up. Dustin, you're shaking your head. It's early signing day, not early national signing day. I don't give a flying f if it's early national. Just say bug, it correct. You know what day? You know what day, day it starts? What day does it start? Uh, whenever down. I whenever I want. I, I, I'm don't looking Google up. It. Hey, looking I know, up. and I know it. I'm the basketball. December tenth. No. Fifteen. <laughs> oh, that's when I graduate. My bad. Fifteen. 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 Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Sorry, my bad. Those last exams. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're we're holding in there strong. We're holding in there. That's what I'm focused on, guys. That's why I'm a little distracted here. Um, you know, I'm just checking my canvas grades and everything. But yeah, Florida State busy, busy next couple of weeks. I mean, right now, Florida State and the staff they were up there in Norman, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, Nate. Not happening. <laughs> Not yeah. Spencer Rattler though. It's good, man. Spencer Rattler, good name. Um, Would do good. Would do good in Tallahassee, fam. You would do perfect nil. He uh, he's a good quarterback, but you know everything that comes with it. No, thank you. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. Now you got to say that on everything. I was just going to say, you know, we talked about in the back cave, but me and Nate both agree. I mean, just what, talk about doing everything that you wanted to the do in the, in, the, yeah, in the locker yeah. room that you've worked on for this long. It just doesn't fit, I don't think, Mike Norvell's. No. No. It, it, talk, talk about why, why, why bring in uh, a, a, an alleged shithead to a, a, a locker room that's changed its culture? Why bring in Keyword alleged. That, huh? <laughs> Well, That's why, a keyboard why, legend. Why bring that in? You know, there, there's no, there, there's no positive result in my opinion for that. No, I think it yeah. tarnishes a lot of the relationships with players too that are behind Jordan Travis right now. But if it's not going to be Rattler, who who are some quarterbacks that they're looking at? Mm, quarterbacks. Mm. There's some talent in the portal. Obviously, Ohio State's backup quarterback, Jack Miller in there, um, UCF's Dylan Gabriel mm-hmm. is in the portal. There, there's a bunch of options, and there's probably going to be even more guys um, once the season ends. So I feel like there's probably a right fit out there. Florida State's just going to have to identify it. You're only going to enter the, the 2022 season right now with Jordan Travis, Tate Rodemaker, and A.J. Duffy as your quarterbacks. And I think Nate or Austin said it earlier in the show, you definitely need to find some sort of depth there in the event, you know, you lose Jordan Travis to to an injury next year for some amount of time. 
uh, Georgia, real quick, the keyword in your own sentence. Your keyword in your own sentence is former. Yeah, the former. <laughs> former Heisman. Heisman. So, <laughs> so, the former frontrunner contender for number one draft pick gets pulled so quickly. That should tell you a lot, of, a, a lot of stuff. And you there, know? there is. Caleb Williams is definitely, definitely. Yeah, talented. no matter how good, kid, you know how intriguing he is. You don't pull the number one draft pick Heisman front runner for having, you know, some early season struggles. You push through that, and they jerked him out of there quickly. That should tell you everything about what you need to know about Spencer Rattler. For a it true seemed, freshman, it seemed like to me that that the team. Rod around the two freshmen, not your experienced two-year starter, Heisman frontrunner. But now you want to bring him on and, and shock the system. And, and, you know, you can't have a – FSU has already had a shithead quarterback, and we know how that went with, with DeAndre Francois. And wh- wh- why do it again? I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. That was allegedly, yeah. So, but, um, and, and, you know, Chance for quarterbacks, yeah, you have to bring someone else in. And I think that, you know, my opinion is that, you know, they, I think they have a, a guy in mind, but we're not going to really hear anything until after the, the early signing day is done. I think after, mm-hmm. you know, that's done in a place, I think is when we'll hear a lot more about bringing, a, bringing another quarterback. You know, they, they had two quarterbacks committed for what, a week? A week and a half before Nico Marchiol decommitted. <laughs> so. No, I, I felt they've wanted to take two this whole time. So I think that, you know, you take one from the portal and you, you have your two quarterbacks. So, you know, you can't go into next season with three quarterbacks. You can't. You just can't do it. So, you know, I think we all agree the future is Duffy versus Parsons. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how that unfolds, you know, especially if you watch the development of Parsons going in next year. It's going to be really wild. You know, I, I think that if he has another repeat year, you know, he's going to contend for, you know, top, top eight quarterback in the country. So, you, you need someone that can maybe fill the role of Travis because he's proven that he can't stay healthy. So you need someone that can can fill that that time when, when Travis will be out. But you know, this is Travis's team until, you know, if you can bring a guy that can compete and beat him out, even even better, you know. But mm-hmm. this is a money year for Norvell. You know, they're 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 gonna kick every tire, turn over every stone because this is a money year for Mike. You know, he, he's got to have a, a a really successful 2022. Just resetting the topic here just for a second. We'll get back into it. Khalil with the five dollar bomb. Appreciate the donation here. Uh, saying kick return to win the game. You have to pick these guys in order. Who do you pick? P Dub. Kermit Whitfield, Greg Reed, or Carlos Williams. Can I can I add a can I add someone else? Or is it out of these choices? I think it's out of these choices. You have to pick one. Peter Warwick. At kick return? Yep. Oh I, I would put Kermit Vanover. But Yeah, well you gotta pick, yeah. I, I would go Peter. I'll on there, buddy. At kick return, uh, I, I'd take Kermit, but if it was uh, punt return, that's different. Not nah, to to win a game, pressure's on. I, I'll go P Dub, Greg Reed, Kermit. Then sorry, Los. Then I'll go Los. Dang, Los. I mean, K- Kermit already did in a high pressure situation. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. A kick return, not a punt return. On a kick return. But he didn't have to make a move. He just had Herman didn't have to make a move. Yeah. I want to change it to punt return. If it's punt return, who are you taking? Between P Dub Gregory. I'd even put Lamarcus Joyner on there as a as a kick return option too. But you know, crazy. Out of everyone in Florida State history, I take Tamaric Van over to return a kick. It, 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 to win a game, that, that guy was just special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question though. Thanks for bringing it up, and that, thank you for the donation too, Khalil. I was gonna, I was just gonna say one last thing on this Rattler thing. I understand there's some fans and maybe some people out there that, are, you know, they would love to have Rattler in there. I mean, I think there's a lot of hype that some players get, and then, but sometimes they do. Whenever they go to a new place, things get reset for them, and you know, they perform better. I just don't think really Norvell with how his game planning is for the locker room and what he's done already so much and what I think he's still going to do. There's <coughs> some guys transferring out that still might not be what he really wants and, and them believing in the climb and what they want him, what the kind of image they want in that locker room. I just don't understand mm-hmm. where you take so many steps forward, but then you may bring in a guy that you can take 10 steps backwards. I just don't understand that. And, and it's, it's important to note that Austin. it's important to note that what's the most talented option isn't always the best option. Yeah, Rattler's got exactly. all the talent in the world. That's about to say, man. He's I don't think he's gonna fit this locker room. I think that's that's what's the most important. We've talked about how many locker room cancers they had to get out of here in the last few years. Bring one right back in that's gonna potentially screw it all up again. What's the point? And we, we we've talked about it with, with with Jordan Travis in the past where he may not be the most talented option, but he's the best option for, for this team right now. If there's a more talented quarterback out there that has these same intangibles, then yeah, you go get him. But I, Rattler's not that guy. And you, people keep saying former front runner, former. He got benched for a true <laughs> freshman. Why do you want him? It's not worth it for half the season. <laughs> it's not worth it. That, that, it, it Oklahoma it, looked terrible when he was that quarterback. It's not the right fit, and that's what it comes down to. You can say mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. You know, the stuff off the field. Um, you know, the, the kid has talent. I mean, he's a talented quarterback, but it's not a fit for FHU. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about a, a transfer wide receiver that announced yesterday evening about him coming to visit Florida State with Oregon wide receiver Micah Pittman. Uh, he'll be coming to Tallahassee this upcoming weekend. Got to see a lot of some recruits. It's cool to see the young recruits along with the current FSU players uh, tweeting out about all these things going on, including uh, transfer guys. But uh, he's actually going to be visiting Florida State this upcoming weekend and uh, during his time in high school as a senior next weekend. weekend, uh, Four-star coming out of his class of 2019, top 15 wide receiver from California. I don't, yeah. I don't have many Florida. thoughts because he hasn't really put up many stats. So it's one of those, <laughs> is, is it a bad fit for him? But it's an Oregon system that predicates on speed. So He's dealt with some injuries, frankly, that, that have kind of kept him in and out of the lineup. And while he hasn't put up the best stats, you know, he was talented coming out of high school and maybe um, a change of scenery will help him be able to unlock some of that potential. Florida State obviously needs the help in the wide receiver room. 
They're only projected to lose Andrew Parchment right now, but you still need to add some talent behind the young depth that, that you're starting to develop with guys like uh, Malik McLean and, and Josh Burrell, Darren Williamson, guys like that. So he would he would be a good fit. I think, you know, Florida State, they're probably going to take at least one transfer receiver and probably push for two, I would imagine, along with hopefully landing Kevin Coleman out of the high school class to go along with uh, Devon Mortimer. And we'll see about Camden Brown as well. Uh, I, I like him because he plays special teams. And we all know how awful Florida State was in, in the return game. So, you know, that's an added bonus. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, as I said earlier, we're kind of seeing who FSU is going to target early. Uh, I think they like the Oklahoma guys a lot. Um, we'll see what's realistic with his award and Weiss and if Mims does enter the portal, kind of think that, you know, they'll swing for the fences there. But you know, Pittman would be, you know, I, I think a guy they, they take because, you know, he can take the top off of defense. And, um, you know, he, he is a guy that's experienced in the return game. Uh, I, I, I like the Stevens kid from, from FIU. I like him. I think he's intriguing. Um, I, I think that that's someone to keep an eye on. But I think they take more than one. I think you have to take at least two. You know, you look at the like that, that wide receiver room. You know, Parchment's gone. You know, you have Wilson coming back. That's probably your most experienced and your best overall receiver. And, and you have Hilton or Hilton coming back, and then you have McLean, and hopefully you can bring in Destin Hill. Hopefully that comes to, oh, to yeah. fruition in uh, in January. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. Burrell's, Burrell's your slack guy. You know, you're you're looking really on the, on the outside. So, you know, I, I, I still like what Portier and Williamson can bring to the table. Um, but you, I think that you have to continue to add talent to that room and you have to add talent that can con- contribute, you know, again, with, with next year being so important to this staff. So I think they're going to look at, you know, what, what fits what they want to do next year. And, you know, for me, you know, Pittman, him coming in on, on the official so quickly tells me that they are in, enticed by what they see. But for me, it's the special teams aspect because FSU was just so bad there. Mm, yeah. No. Well, we got to see it with uh, yep. Wilson and uh, the Florida game. I mean, yeah, and, they just hurt Cham- themselves. Yeah, Chambers <clears throat> is a big play guy. He only had like 50 receptions and he had over 1,000 yards. So, you know, the guy, the, the guy can, you know, take the top off of defense. He can stretch the field for you. Um, and, and that's what Florida State needs. You know, they've struggled so so much this year on getting open. So the only guy that really did that on a consistent basis was Ja'Kai Douglas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's get into some recruiting stuff here and – Carol's asking here. Carol's always with us. Good evening, Carol. She says, do you think most of these recruits will sign on December 15th? I believe so. And going into one of the targets right now is linebacker Wesley DeSaint, and he'll be committing this Saturday at 5 p.m. I'll be doing that on CBS. (laughs) Uh, What's the fart noise for? No, I'm just waiting. <laughs> Jesus. We are in, we're already like mid season, off season, and it's our first week in the off season. <laughs> Help us all. 
Uh, but yeah, he's going to be big time Florida State linebacker uh, target. How do you guys feel about this right now? Do you think Florida State's in a good spot to land him on Saturday with all of Miami stuff going on right now? I think Florida State's in a great spot. I think they've been in a great spot since the, the Miami visit, you know, since he came to the Florida State Miami game. I think that, um, you know, he left FSU um, feeling really good about what he saw. Uh, and, and I think what's going on at Miami just, you know, pushes the point home to, to Wesley even more that Florida State needs to be the option for him. So, you know, I, I feel pretty pretty good about where FSU stands right now. Um, you know, if, you know, Miami up and signs Randy Diaz and multi-year extension, then I'm a little bit nervous. But um, I, I feel pretty good where, where, you know, where FSU can land a guy who would be a, a – I think a day one contributor for Florida State. You know, the guy is really damn good in coverage for a linebacker. I think he's the best coverage linebacker in the country. And, you know, maybe that's saying a lot, but I think he's the best coverage linebacker, which what FSU needs so badly if they're going to run a 4 2 5. And, and he's also he gets after it in the run game. So, you know, this is a, a linebacker that would be ready to go you know, in, in the fall if FSU can. can finish this off yeah and honestly you know this has been a, a Florida State and <clears throat> Miami battle dating back time. to last offseason and, and Miami kind of has the edge in proximity the Saints been able to get over to the Coral Gables probably double amount of double the amount of times that he's been to Tallahassee and, and I really feel like if, if there was more stability right now in the Hurricanes program he would probably wind up at Miami but I do think with the question marks around Manny Diaz possibly getting fired this year and then really not having a lot of job security moving forward has him uh, has his eyes turned to Florida State. And like you said, Dan, I believe the the official visit probably got it swinging in FSU's favor and they'll probably lock it down with the in-home. Yep. Nationally, a top 15 linebacker <clears throat> out of Florida, that- Miami Central. Or is that, I, 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 I think top fifteen is a little underrated there. for him. Underrated. You know, the kid, you know, I think some of the, you know, the question marks is, you know, him and his weight. You know, he's more of a kind of a lanky linebacker, but you know, he's a guy that can get to two twenty five in college and, and be highly productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you yeah. said it, Logan, Miami Central guy, a teammate mm-hmm. of FSU offensive tackle commit Daughtry Richardson, and. Richardson has been working on the Saint hard ever since he got down to uh, Miami Central for his senior year. You got to look at a guy like Sabbath Joseph, who's had, got ties uh, to Central, too. I'm sure yeah. he's played a role. Um, you know, Florida State has always done well at Central. Um, you know, so keeping that going would be really great to see. Yep. We kind of talked already about it earlier, but seems like Florida State's in some – Maybe in a good lead with Julian Armella, too. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think Florida State has a really, really good shot of like a legacy. Yeah, legacy just, kid the there. way everything's unfolded, you know, I think that it's just kind of swayed in Florida State's direction, kind of just naturally. And yeah. In addition to a Florida State making progresses here and there, but I mean, I think helping having that Miami win helps. I also think, though, too, you know, Alabama ha- has, you know, filled up their class and mm-hmm. uh, she has a coaching change. And I think some of that does play a role. Yeah. 
Yeah, coaching changes are, are finally playing in FSU's favor for once when it comes to Armella. And Seminoles actually did the in-home visit with him tonight. Alex Atkins was there mm-hmm. um, to meet with Julian and his family. Wonder how that's going to go. Would there be a silent? He's coming to Tallahassee next weekend. FSU is setting themselves up for a big recruiting weekend on, on yeah. December 10th to uh, – Try and finish out strong in that early signing period, and then hopefully only have a couple needs left when you get around to February. What's entailed with a busy recruiting weekend? Yeah, any names that pop out? Not yet. I haven't really focused on that yet. One day at a time, Logan. Dang it! Well, you made us all five hundred people in the transfer portal this week. Made us excited there. They're basically trying to get every big target that they want to sign on December 15th in Tallahassee next week. They're trying to have another Midnight Madness. Along with as many transfers as possible because this is – I believe this is going to be the last visit weekend before the dead period starts, Mm -hmm. um, before the end of the year. Then after that, they're not going to be able to get guys in until um, January. Gotcha. All right, so let's get a list out um, before the show's over. Let's get a full-out list. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I think. Uh, but yeah, anything else recruiting-wise to keep an eye out for, gentlemen? I know that, Dustin, you had talked to a few recruits after the season was over, um, and you also talked with A.J. Duffy, quarterback commit. Um, what was kind of their reaction of the season overall, do you think? Read the article. <laughs> Dustin says go give them clicks, so. Go to Sports Illustrated. Dustin just pulled on me when I said to go read my game previews. That's what he just said. I mean, it was mainly 2023 guys. Dustin's taking all your clicks. It was mainly 23 and 24 guys rather than 22 guys. So I'd rather I'd rather keep the focus on 22 and the transfers until we're through um, December. But in January, you know, going to be hitting the ground running, covering the 2023 guys that are rising seniors Mm -hmm. and also 2024 prospects that are coming on the board for Florida State. A lot to do. Lot, lot happening. Brazos is asking you a question. Nate Greer asking, when you say this is a money year for Mike Norvell, what should we expect this 2020 season to go? Not even going to hit on that until after spring. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think Florida State needs to, at minimum, you look at that. You look at that schedule. It's very, very manageable to get the seven and eight wins. Than this season. You know, because yeah, who uh, are your opponents? You, you play Duquesne. Yeah. You play. LSU in New Orleans. You play Louisiana, who won't have um, Billy Napier. Yeah. You play play Florida at home, and then your conference games are Boston College, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest at home, at Louisville, at Miami, at NC State, at Syracuse. It's not terrible. Thank it's you. a very manageable schedule. You know, that's schedule. I agree. I think you got to get at least eight. Um, and and you no, know, honestly, I, I think six and six is a major disappointment next year. Um, you know, third year in the system. You know, Florida State can't afford to have a a 500 record or or miss a bowl again. You know, then you know the pressure will be squarely on Norvell, and, and he'll be in the hot seat. So, you know, that's why it's a money year for for the staff to get the pieces they need. Which, you know, we we saw it with the DNs. You know, we we'll, we'll use them as the example and, and that impact they, that, that they made. So, you know, can they do that on offense, which I think they need to do that at 
specifically wide receiver to make that that offense you know take I mean, the they, next they step. got to reload on defense too you got to replace Cam yeah. and Jermaine somehow yeah you, yeah I mean you're not you're not going to replace that yeah it replaces a lot more, but you got to get guys there mm-hmm. and, and uh, I was gonna right now you know who's in the portal that can fill that I don't know um, you know a, a Marvin Jones Jr. you know you got to land him so there's a lot to still fall into place at that position. I was going to say here to Kimbo, uh, the sloppy seconds at Florida State got was Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas and Jamie Robinson. Fabian Lovett. Sure, there's like 30 guys think, on the rock. I'll take those sloppy seconds all the damn time. Take me to the fridge, coach. Take uh, me to the fridge. So, I'll take those sloppy hey, seconds any day of the so, week. So Deshaun Alabama, Corbin. Alabama's Corbin. number one offensive threat, Jamison Williams, was a sloppy second from Ohio State. So... I think that's a little bit of a, a statement that's not quite true. Uh, Justin, Fields, who's- Justin Fields, was he a sloppy second uh, at Ohio State? No. Uh, Shad's asking who is sitting right now behind J.J. and Keir. So you're looking at Derek McLendon, Sean mm-hmm. Fuller. Um, got Cushney there. Got youngins. You got youngins there that still got to build muscle, really. You got Patrick. Uh, Payton. I, I think Patrick Payton is going to be the next guy. Um, you know, the staff really likes the progression of, of Payton throughout the year. Um, you know, he was able to get up to 230 plus this season. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's got a really bright future. As long as Wilson can add weight, um, I, I think that he can contribute. You know, they, they have some good pieces that are young. Um, you know, Byron Turner, they were feeling good about till he got hurt. Yep. Um, you know, so they have talent. It's just going to be, it's going to be young. So I think that you got to look at the portal for at least one guy at the end. But I don't think there's anything there right now. I think, you know, Chris Pago's out there, but I don't think that, you know, that's really going to be realistic. We've got yeah, now a good easy. So go ahead. Florida State has a lot of experience on that interior. You know, obviously Robert Cooper's mm-hmm. coming back. We'll see about Fabian Lovett. You should be getting a healthy Dennis Briggs back. And then you've developed some some guys behind that, and um, Jared Jackson and Malcolm Ray, who were pretty good contributors for Florida State in the second half of that season. So mm-hmm. the interior of the defensive line is a strength for Florida State now heading into 2022. And I think Briggs could even flex out to defensive end in some sequences, as well as maybe Amari mm-hmm. Gaynor comes down and rushes off in, in passing situations. So – Porter States, they, they've got some tools in the shed that they can play with. George Wilson here is being mentioned along with Sean Bray Jackson. I think uh, Sean Bray Jackson. I think Sean Bray's a D-tackle at FSU. Yeah. Uh, so another recruiting question here from MPJ saying, opinion on if Kevin Coleman comes Florida State's way. Been flirting a lot with Oregon stuff, or at least posting about it. That's what Twitter. I will say us. I don't. I don't like that he's not going to make it down to Tallahassee again before he makes his decision. He's supposed to be at, I believe, Texas on, on an official visit on December tenth. And this one, to me, <laughs> it, it's a Florida State Oregon battle. I don't really think Texas has a legitimate shot, but I guess we'll see after that visit. And it just worries me that, you know, a guy up in Missouri, he's not going to make it back down again. Uh, nothing has changed for me to think that he will end up in Tallahassee. 
feel good. So you're, you're saying you don't think he is, or he is nothing. I, I didn't understand that. I, I I don't think that anything has changed for me to still believe that he will end up in Tallahassee. Okay, okay. Very talented wide receiver. There it would be nice to have him in the slot. Robert's saying no title there in Oregon. So there you go. At least Florida State has that. Boy, they can use. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> move on to <laughs> Oregon's got some uh, cool foam cleats that they just put out. You know, those yeah. are cool. Cool galaxy uniforms, whatever the hell it looks like. I don't know. Really cool stuff there. Nice cleats. But I was going to say, before we get too far away, I think um, real quick, Nate, maybe if you want to talk about the FIU no. offensive line transfer, Miles Frazier. Um, yeah, so – yeah, just because so you got a chance Frazier, to interview him the other day. You know, I think that um, the kid's blown up, man. You know, I talked a little bit about it on the on the Discord. You know, the kid's got over 30 offers since he entered the portal. Um, you know, all these he's got a lot of schools coming after him. Um, I think that you know, Florida State jumped right on him very quickly. I think having the, the relationship with Devontae Love Taylor helps FSU. Um, you know, they call them. Six times in, in in two days, and you know Devontae Love Taylor's talked to him. Jordan Travis has been in touch with him. You know when I was doing the interview, um, Coach Atkins called, so I had to hang up. He called me back, and that's when I dang they they set up the uh, in home um, tomorrow. So you know Florida State's going full on for this kid. Um, I, I think that you know just talking to him, I think Florida State has a little bit of an inside track with. Love Taylor being there and you know his respect for him and what he's heard from him, but I think that you know he's also going to kind of you know see who comes in after him and see what is out there for him to, to see because you know A and M, Carolina, you know Ole Miss, Mississippi State. There's a lot of there's a lot of schools that are throwing their their hat into the ring here. So I think that you know Florida State's going to really push and, and I think they targeted him as the guy they want, but. You know, he's got a, a, a she's a mess ton of interest, and you know he, he's intending on you know making his decision right around Christmas time, and he plans on enrolling um, in, in January. So, yeah, and for the fans that don't know or don't remember, FSU actually landed Devonte Love Taylor from FIU mm-hmm. about two years ago, and yeah. Love Taylor hosted Frazier yeah. on his official visit. And they were teammates for a brief amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one one of the things that he mentioned, like I said in the article that he that I wrote, he respected Love Taylor because you know Love Taylor, you know, told him straight up, "Hey, um, the offensive line coach is leaving. I'm going to look at FSU." And you know, they stayed in contact, and, and you know, they've been able to keep their relationship. So, uh, I think that's going to help FSU because it's kind of proof that you can go there and develop and. and and have some success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to note too, DLT has done a lot of recruiting for Florida State and worked with Gibbons too. He was very close in contact uh, during that recruitment. So um, mm-hmm. DLT, the him and Atkins, good duo. It, 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 it's hard to bet against Coach. Atkins, I was like trying man. to find my words there. It, I slept four hours it, last night. It, it's hard to bet against Coach Atkins, man. You know he he's. The, his ability just to connect with these kids so quickly is a skill that he has that a lot of these coaches they don't have. So, 
Mm-hmm. Be interesting to watch how his recruitment unfolds because it, it's blown up very quickly yeah. for him. Ooh, a lot of offers. A lot of yeah, and we'll see about him. And we mentioned Chambers earlier. That could be three players from FIU that go to Florida State, including yep. DLT, obviously, who won't be here mm-hmm. any longer. Let's take some guesses at who we think will be leaving or staying. I'm not naming names. <laughs> we can't. We can't After get into season. that again. <laughs> we can't. I'm not doing that again. No more Nate lists this year. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the back cave, <laughs> and that's really that's really minimal. <laughs> uh, I, I, I could anyway. I could share this. Uh, what was yeah, that? I might save it. Yeah, we can say in the back cave. They've already got it out there, but yeah. Uh, I was told last night I could confirm that, yes, Ja'Shawn Corbin will indeed be coming back this next season. Uh, His camp thought everything was going well. was looking to where he could have the potential to move on from Florida State and hit the pro route. Um, But just the latter half of the season with him also not being healthy kind of hurt that. And um, the decision has been made for him to be back this upcoming season for Florida State. So you get your starting running back next year. And you've already still got a loaded run. You still got a loaded um, running back room, but that just helps with experience coming in. And, you know, he, he, he's a baller. I just think mm-hmm. the injury there in the latter half of the season hurt him. Uh, I, you know, I think a guy like Travis Jay, I think will, will, will end up staying. You know, I'll, I'll use the same comparison I used earlier. Um, you know, Keen Dent at this point last year was, you know, allegedly leaving. I love that word. Um, Leslie. But he stayed, you know, bought, bought in and, you know, he had a phenomenal season this year. So, you know, if he can, you know, Travis Jay can take care, take care of what he's got to take care of off the field, you know, be a little bit more responsible. Um, you know, the sky's still the limit for him. So um, I, I think that a guy like, like Travis Jay, I think that the staff will get to stay. Yeah, some names to kind of keep an eye on. I would say Demory Tate, um, you know, during practices and, you know, seeing mm-hmm. dialed in guy, just things just not getting playing time. And you got to see Kevin Knowles. You got to see Amaran Cooper going as freshman. But no Demory Tate. Washington. And we were very high. Yeah, Hunter Washington, too. But Demory Tate. And we were very high on Demory Tate. I mean, Alabama was getting really in the mix there, the latter half of his recruitment and, uh, you know, blowing up at camps, which. You know, just we'll, we'll see. That's just some a name to keep an eye on. There, I think there's a there, there's two, three handfuls of names that could get very interesting next week. Yeah, yeah I don't want to. Sort of sim, they've already started to trim some of the fat or some of the skinny in Jalen Goss's case. Um, <laughs> Henry goes too. That was pretty <laughs> so good. I, that at least they're getting some of these guys out of here that aren't playing. Um, make, make some room for some of these other guys. Yep. Did you see the rumors going around that Jalen Goss was a vegan? I mean, he was 240, so I believe it. No, he's like, dude, he's like 285. Yeah, he's 285. There's zero but I just want to say, I can guarantee that Jalen Goss isn't <laughs> a vegan because one time I was behind him at Chick-fil-A when he was on a moped. So I'm pretty sure he got what, what is What does this add to the podcast? Well, I mean, he could well, have gotten well, a salad at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, denying, I'm denying. the. Could have got a whole bunch of fruit cups. Yeah, like, ain't no way. 
<laughs> I didn't get a chance to peek in the bag, but that's not that's, that's not, not sound approved, there, Dustin. Uh, no, I, I just mean, I, I just take it that you're stalking players at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm. No, taking out. I, I think FSU expects around ten guys to to leave. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably what we're what what may or may not happen. We'll see. You know, this I, I is some. Sorry. I was going to say what's what's more important is what do they do with the staff? Like which which staff guys are staying, which guys are going. I was going to mention just real quick before we move that Travis J Dupree's bringing up a pretty interesting point here. Travis J no. switch to receiver. No. I just he needs to get away from being a boundary corner. He needs to be somewhere where he can make plays. I I I like him in the Jamie Robinson role. It's where yeah. he should be. Oh. I think you should go back to safety. I think you should go anywhere that's not boundary corner. I don't care if it's D end. Get away from boundary corner. <laughs> D end. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so staff changes. Let's get to that. There's so many good topics tonight. We can just chat on staff changes. What are we thinking here? Is, is it easier to go by who do we think is safest? Like obviously Atkins is saying. Yeah, we we could we could start off with Woodson staying. Outside of that, who's who's safe? I don't know if Florida State does make a staff change, to mm-hmm. be honest I, with you guys. I, I think that, you know, Fuller did enough to, you know, earn another year. You know, I think that it comes down to a couple guys. I think, you know, Odell is, you know, he'll make that decision when he's ready. Um, I think that's always on the table. You know, I think we're every year going to, you know, he'll make a decision whether he wants to keep keep going. Um, I, I think it comes down to one position on offense, and that's wide receiver. Um, I, I, I just don't know if you can continue with, you know, with what you have at, at, at wide receiver in the coaching and the, the development that's not happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I would say if there was to be a staff change, it would probably be at either wide receiver or maybe at linebackers coach with Chris Marv. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, other than that, the rest yep. the rest of the guys feel safe right now but even then i mean you're seeing it with um ron dugans and chris marv they're out on the trail going after the top prospects at their positions right now so i don't and, know and if Florida State... a relationship with the too i think that's important to note mm-hmm. yeah the saint and omar graham as well you know he's not an ace recruiter on this staff but he's involved with all the top linebacker guys and I mean, I feel like he does his job well enough. We did get to see some development out of the linebackers throughout the season. Kalen Deloach was a nice breakout surprise. DJ Lundy was solid. Um, you know what you've got in Amari Gaynor. So linebackers, I feel like they're on the up and up, in my opinion. Yeah, and going to Odell, too, and ending the season, we kind of thought maybe it definitely felt like Dugans and Odell um, weren't fully – Sold yet on Marv too, so you can add that to the mix. But I feel like yes, Odell Dugan's has kind of been expires. rejuvenated. Yeah, Cubby Noel here is saying Dugan's contract expires in January. Yes, but this I feel January like, or next January? This January. If they didn't renew it, Mm-mm. I think. Um, no, nah, I'm just completely lost. I think Odell Higgins has rejuvenated his. It's just rejuvenated. I think being around Norbell, um, I think he's got some youngins too that he likes coaching. I wouldn't be shocked if he stays another year. And if he does 
decide to leave, then I think he'll try to work and get an admin role uh, at Florida State, work somewhere inside. I just don't think he just he won't leave up and leaves Florida State wholly. Yeah, no. I think he'd take a off-field role in some kind of capacity. But I just watching practices and everything, he's one of the most electric coaches there. So I, I just think he's got some rejuvenation being with Coach Norvell, and he's ready to give it a, another shot. And he's, he's that, that defensive line room was the best unit on the uh, field this season. So um, And that, that whole unit was the best it's been in a long time at Florida State. Just yeah, to me, it'd be a really loss. to me, it'd be a pretty bad loss for Florida State. I mean, recruiting-wise, yeah, that can be better. And, and Odell, you know, has ups and downs. But, you know, that defensive line showed up this year. And, you know, didn't really perform that well last year. But also look at who you had. And we won't comment anymore. Nate will have to leave the podcast. <laughs> but, hey, one of them was named... Uh, first team, all ACC. Who? <laughs> Your boy, uh, Corey. Was he really? I didn't see that. Corey Durden, first team, all ACC. Get the fuck oh. out of here, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's his t- <laughs> what are we doing, man? He's coming back, too. He announced it, I think, yesterday. Great. What's the seventh year? going to get him on the schedule again. This is like his seventh year. What? What? I think it. I think it's his sixth year. Good lord! Because he, he was a 2016 guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, not safe for work there. Thank you, Michael. For I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm too sorry. late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not work time. It's 9:30. 9:45. That's why we no. do late night shows. We don't yeah. do it at 8 a.m. There's certain words that trigger me: Meyer, <laughs> Spurrier, Kelly, Darden. <laughs> you know. I'm sorry. Did Jaden Woodby make the whole ACC team? Uh, CJ, it's fine with me. He's fine. Who? I was just asking. Don't start. Don't start lining it up, Dustin. Jaden Woodby is the instigator. He is one of the best FSU linebackers slash DB in history. Well, I'm gonna just go and mute it now while I can. Don't instigate it, Dustin. (laughs) Oh Lordy, we know everything that we say goes to literally somehow millions. I don't know how matter of five seconds. So. Let's keep it nice and tight here. But, uh, yeah, is that our last thoughts on coaching changes there? I mean, nothing, nothing's going to be happening until after early National Signing Day. Yeah, nothing. Early Signing Day, whatever the flying F it is. Nothing's going to happen until after December 15th. And then after then, I think, I think you know, if there's going to be changes, we see it right around that time, right around the new year. A little chatter about Yak going to be wide receivers coach if Dugans is out. I guess if that does I think happen, that would then... be a tremendous move. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, do they do they look? You know, do they promote one of the one of the off field guys? You know, we don't know how that all unfolds. So, hmm. we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, no, we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of the coaching staff stuff isn't going to happen until, like we said, early signing day. So. Uh, Florida State and the program there, they're looking for an AD. Coburn has announced it's about that he time. plans on retiring. I mean, damn. Thank you. Austin's ready. Austin's ready. He needs <laughs> a basketball since... upgrade now. I've been does... ready since he started. Yeah, same. The, the moment he was named interim, I'm like, this needs to get over with as soon as possible. Um, I'm just I've never been a huge fan of a financial guy stepping in and being the head athletic director of one of the biggest programs in 
in college sports. It just yeah. it didn't make sense. I, I get you want to get out of the red, but it's like he he shouldn't have been. He was what the AD for four years, five years. I think two and a half, three years. I think yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Out no, because I was still there in like I was still working for basketball when he was when he was hired. So I think it's longer than that. Either way, it's too long. And Florida State's mm-hmm. got to get a guy in there that's that can, that can build not only a successful football program but a successful athletics program because there's a, there's a lot of oh, really Jesus, talented teams no. that oh, deserve God. recognition. <laughs> I can't believe that combo just popped up on my screen. Um, please get Lance. it off, <laughs> Lance. I think a few of them have now known what just triggers a few people. Out here. <laughs> really, Nate. I, I Deion Sanders oh, is AD is a comment on the screen for the podcast <laughs> listeners. We'll we'll remove it. We'll remove it so we can move on. Austin, keep going. You're doing a great job there. That's it. Coburn did absolutely nothing to improve any athletics program there. He, his entire goal was to get out of the red, get to at least an, a net positive. If we did that, I have no idea. But they've got a really successful basketball program, a really successful soccer program, really successful softball program. Hopefully, football's on the way up. Track and field is back. They, they got to get they got to get somebody in there. I know a lot of people are talking about the guy that's the associate athletic director at Bama, who's a Florida State guy. Just get somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. Hey, give me him or Martin Mayhew. I think those are two guys that would be Grand Slam, you know, Grand Slam hires for for FSU. Yeah, there people are talking about Michael. Alfred right now, the Seminoles booster CEO, but I think he wants to stay in his role, which I think is extremely smart. He's done a fantastic job mm-hmm. uh, since getting to Tallahassee, um, but I think he wants to stick with doing that. I think Florida State should push him to stay doing that. When you finally are able to make that change there and bring in a CEO of his magnitude and smarts and analytical ways with growth too, you know, you want to keep Alfred where he is. There's options out there and like y'all just said there, there's some that have florida state ties that might be an athletic director at an sec school up there in tuscaloosa so. or you could hire me i mean just just an option yeah you should no, choose I don't if want you need shoes i don't want you anywhere close <laughs> to the football program uh, <laughs> yeah get them out get them out not allowed <laughs> yeah yeah. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as that news develops there, and you know, hopefully, we'll get some more names on that uh, on that front. But definitely some yeah. interesting so, things so there. So, how much trolling is going to go on Twitter if FSU hires an AD before Miami? Uh, plenty. I would almost, conf- I can almost guarantee it's going to happen too. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think Miami's anywhere close right now. Shad's asking, "Hey Nate, no. would you take Spurrier as head coach, but we win a national championship?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to rile him up tonight. He's been going for three hours on this, including the back cave, so it's just not not a good idea, I don't think. No. Uh, forgot to mention I, this. but I have morals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know what's going on here. I, I don't know. Now we're relating the AD with Sean Corbin. I don't, I don't know what's happening. You should say Coburn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ron has been the greatest fun tonight if you've been keeping track. This next AD is not going to, you know, accept 66 and accept subpar, you know, performances that, you know, the pressure is going to be on for Norvell and the staff to 
to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, William's asking a quick question here. Hey, Nate, do you think we talked about this earlier? Yes, William. But just, scroll, just just scroll back. Listen. He can't. Back. He can't sign on Saturday night, but yeah, he will he, sign he, on December fifteenth. I think he could miss FSU on Saturday and signs on the fifteenth. Good stuff there. Forgot to mention this earlier, but speaking of players staying, Robert Cooper, starting defensive lineman, big is going to be returning next season. That is big. big. Could Especially it be a lot? Maybe love it up in the air. It's good to get at least one of those two back. And I thought Cooper had his best season in his career this year. I thought he had a really he, good he season. Really just, he really came on down the stretch. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. talked about it in um, the Boston College game where he just he beat a triple team and still got to the mm-hmm. football. And he, yeah. he, just, he finally showed that strength that we know he has towards the second half of the season. Yeah, fifth year. No, I, I think that, you know, you know I think that. Yeah, I talked a little bit about it. I think that Gainer tests NFL waters. You know, I won't be surprised if he's he 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 leaves. Not that it would be the smartest decision, but I still think that you know I could see him leaving. Um, I would like to keep Jamie Robinson. You know, he had a really great year. I can see him, you know, coming off the season. You know, the season he had in in you know going pro. Um, I, I think that they can keep Fabian Lovett. I think that they can get one more year out of him. Uh, this is a good one here from Lance asking, do you th- guys think Fabian Lovett will come back? I think that's one where he's hearing both side of things and just going to have to make a decision. It's yeah, it, it all depends on his, his, his draft grade. And he's came in as a big-time leader. He's played well. I think he, I think he, he could. I think he could. Uh, just he had a, really depends he had a strong on season. I think he had a really I, good season. I think right now he'd be like a late round guy, though. Mm-hmm. I think he he's one of those guys. He could get drafted for sure, but he could come back and be a second, third round pick next year if he keeps how he did the second half of the season. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Corbin. You know, he had a strong start early on, kind of got banged up as the stretch went on, and he didn't finish the season playing as good as I thought he started and during the middle of the year just because of those injuries. But he's been terrific for Florida State. I, I could see him going, but I'm leaning towards him coming back at this point. Uh, Dupree's asking, is Briggs returning? Yes. yes. Yep. Expect big. If he can come back fully. Yeah, if he Allegedly, can be fully healthy. He's returning. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's already said he's coming Allegedly. back. Yeah, no, I, I don't see Briggs going anywhere. He's been around so, practices. Side note, the title of the podcast isn't Allegedly. I'm going to be disappointed, Logan. <laughs> A lot of allegedly's. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just wanted to cover that before we jump into some basketball. VZ. Should we should we be really worried or was that just no, a really no, good no, ass no. team that Florida State faced up there in <laughs> Purdue? That Purdue team is so damn good. <laughs> like that I was talking with a couple of players after the game. They're like, that's the one of the best teams I've ever seen. And these are guys that have been around the block a minute. I won't say who, but they've seen some good teams. And the way Purdue played Tuesday night, if they play that way the whole season, nobody's beating them. Nobody's getting within five points of them. Um, They scored 1.43 points per possession, which I don't think I've seen anyone do against Florida State ever. Um, They were just hitting every shot. Um, the, the biggest takeaway was 
they, they shot better on mid-range twos than they did on layups and dunks, which tells you everything you need to know about that game. They, they just they hit, they hit everything, and credit to them, because Florida State didn't even play poorly. You know, obviously Florida State didn't play great, but Purdue is just unbelievable. Um, really got away from them there. Um, first at the end of the first half, you know, Florida State's down 11. They cut it to they cut it to eight under that under four minute mark. And you're like, if you can get to four, five, six at halftime, you're feeling pretty good about where you're at. Then Purdue goes on a nine to one run and you're down 16 at halftime. That's, that's a huge blow. Florida State gets back in and on the back of Caleb Mills, he was responsible for 12 of Florida State's first 14 points in the first half. You get it to 59-51 with 12 minutes left, plenty of time to come back in the game. Um, Purdue hits a three, then you have just three horrendous possessions in a row for Florida State. John Butler turns it over with Edie matched up against him, matched up against him on the perimeter. Steps out of bounds. You, you could have had two points there. Next possession, you force a turnover. Matthew Cleveland. Instead of going at the defender, he kind of he tries to finish more with finesse, misses the transition layup. Next possession, another turnover. Matthew Cleveland turns it over, double dribbles, and then Purdue goes on a twelve nothing run in the next two minutes, and the game is over. It was one of those games where you it, it, you're down eight, then two minutes later you're down twenty. It was just one of those games. Purdue's the best team in the country. We saw that after Duke lost to Ohio State. Purdue's the best team in the country. It's not even particularly close. I wish we could have gotten to play in Michigan. Michigan State even. Purdue was just a bad matchup. And, and the guys that beat us weren't even the guys that we thought would beat us. You know, we came in the game thinking, oh, it's going to be Zach Eady. Oh, it's going to be Trevion Williams. They came out for 20 points. It was the guards for Purdue. Jaden Ivey was phenomenal. Um, Brandon Newman was hitting every contested two possible. Isaiah Thompson was really good. Just one of those games that uh, just tip your cap, move on to Syracuse on Saturday. Yeah, I was going to – we talked about it in the group chat, BZ, or <clears throat> in the Discord about Worley and some of the youngins getting in there, and it felt like they – for the environment that they were in and the competition they were playing, I felt like they looked really comfortable. Definitely Worley where he's kind of growing there, and that's what Leonard Hamilton has talked about. He's he's wants to see growth in these guys. Compared to Worley, Worley compared to Cleveland, you know? Worley's – that was the best Worley looked all season. He was comfortable. He was attacking. That was the main thing. He was getting downhill. Even if he was missing layups – at least he's taking them because he really hadn't been doing that all season. Um, he had that one really nice finish where he went under the basket, yeah. spin it off the board. I don't, I don't know how that shot went in. Um, <laughs> Him and Caleb and then, Mills, those are pretty. And then Cleveland was surprisingly the the most jittery of the three freshmen. Um, you would think he would just be full of confidence coming off that game winner against Boston. He's He wasn't that great. I think he was like two of seven. Um, John Butler sh- kept showing the flashes we've been seeing all season. He's just got to fix some of these mental mistakes. He's got to realize, hey, I'm seven foot one with a size 18 shoe or whatever he is. Um, he, there's there's a couple times he just stepped on the line, and, and you know he'll get better at that. It's very important for these guys to play in Mackey Arena. That's one of the best atmospheres in college basketball. I mean, top five arguably. Um, that's going to pay off in a huge way in late February, where you've got two straight road games at Carolina at Duke. I think that's going to pay off in a big way. All three of the freshmen played 26-plus minutes. That doesn't happen a lot for Coach Hamilton, especially this early. Dustin. I, thought, I was going to say, I thought Dustin was going to say something. But he's I thought he was. Dude. <laughs> I thought he was. I mean, I was just pretty much what Austin said. I mean, it was just one of those games. It felt like Purdue was hitting every back-breaking three imaginable in Florida State. Um 
blew a lot of bunnies. Uh, that that stretch by Matthew Cleveland, it really killed, I thought, the momentum that Florida State was starting to build in that second half because they're down by double digits, cut it to single digits. And then, like you said, Austin, you blink and it's to 20 and there's only a couple minutes left. The game's pretty much over. So Purdue's a great team and Florida State had to keep up with them for the full 40 minutes and they just weren't able to do that. But this is still a young team. We're only seven games in. Um, I'm not I'm not too worried yet. I feel like the offense is going to gel. The defense has been good every game. I mean, Purdue, they just made some tough shots and credit to them. Florida State had a couple lapses, but Nothing nothing too major. Um, I, I would love to see this team create a little bit more in transition and hopefully not have those mistakes like Cleveland made um, too often. We'll just see how it goes. And part of the offensive issues are they're just not making shots. I mean, Wyatt's not hitting his shots. Polite's not hitting his shots. That's huge for this offense. The team's only shooting I'll, – I'll round up. They're shooting 35% on spot-up shots. This team's too talented to be doing that. they, they got to get this – that number at least to 40%, 45, 42, 43%. If they want to have success come ACC play, you're going to have a great chance to do that on Saturday against Syracuse because against zone, it's a lot of, you know, you're whipping across the floor, creating open passes, open shots. It's going to be key to beating a Syracuse team that's not good defensively. I mean, they're terrible defensively. We'll get to that here in a second. But Florida State just has to make these shots. I mean, how many open looks did Florida State generate that they just didn't hit Tuesday night? They'll come. That's- uh, this is the most inexperienced team Leonard Hamilton's had since, I mean, 14-15. It's a really inexperienced team. They'll come around, just got to be patient with them. If they're still playing this way at the end of January, yeah, it, it'll be time to get nervous. But December is a breeze comparatively for, for what we've seen from the first seven games. They, they should be able to gain some confidence heading into the majority of ACC play at the end of December and early January. There's a question here from David Hall, and I don't know if it will really – would have helped them a lot, but you know, they lost three players on Florida State's side, and he's asking here if Florida State were to be at full strength against Purdue, how much do you think they would have lost by? He says, Great show, guys. Thanks. Um, it's a tough question. It, you maybe go from 28 to 22. Um, Evans is a phenomenal defensive player, he, he's arguably Florida State's best defender right now, but the way Purdue was making their shots, how much does that really matter? Um, uh, I put a clip on Twitter of Jaden Ivey's made threes, and every single one of them was really well contested. So do, does Raekwon Evans really help much there? Maybe. And Florida State was fine taking care of the ball. They only, only had 13 turnovers, which is about where you want them to be. Um, Sonora Ingham, he's he's talented, especially around the rim as on the offensive side. But defensively, he's not great. Um, I don't know how much he would have really helped against Zach Eady, who probably weighs... 30, 40 pounds more than him. Um, and then Nehemiah McLeod's a zero. Um, you're not missing anything there at, at this point in his career. Um, and missing Evans is huge. Hopefully they get him back soon. I, I don't know what his plans are as, as far as coming back home from Montana um, from his brother's funeral. Um, and then Tenor Ingon sounds like he's going to miss the rest of non-conference play dealing with a knee injury. Um, we'll see. F- Florida State needs both of those guys to contribute. Um, and just talking to a few guys, they, they really think Ingham's going to have a big impact on this team once we get to ACC play. He's just got to stay healthy. True. But in, in terms of this game against Purdue, it wouldn't have made much, that much of a difference if Purdue kept playing that way. Mm-hmm. And now Florida State, they'll have a big break coming up, but not until they play Syracuse, which will be played on Saturday at 4 p.m. It will be in 
the tuck and then they'll go on a good sized break and won't play until December 12th at or not outside at South Carolina. It's, it's at South Carolina. Let's, let's be realistic. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's South Carolina, but I'm not going to rock Hill though. I'm not going. Come on. I was, th- I was thinking about it. Come on. But when we looked at it after the production meeting or whatever it was last week, and we looked at Google images, I was, <laughs> I was I'm sorry if there's anybody listening that's lives in Rock Hill. I just, I just, but let's get into the Syracuse game this upcoming weekend. This one's going to be interesting. What do you think? Is you feel pretty good about it? I think Florida State bounces back, BZ? Florida or Syracuse kind of sucks. Not not really sucks, but they kind of suck. They're, they're going to be able to score a lot of points. You got Bohemian Rhapsody with Jimmy Beheim and Buddy Beheim um, being coached by obviously Jim Beheim. Uh, it's a lot going on. And it's a lot of white guys. Um, and when you run a 2-3 zone, having a lot of white guys usually means that they're pretty bad defensively. Um, and that's the case. They're allowing almost 82 points per game, which obviously some of that's going to be bloated from their double overtime game against Indiana. But there's like 160th in defensive efficiency on Kempom. Um, Kempom only gives Syracuse a 25% chance of winning. It's going to be one of those games where Florida State's athletes are going to have to keep Buddy Beheim and Jimmy Beheim in check. Um, down the stretch against Indiana, all they were doing was isolating Buddy and letting him drive right on an empty sideline, and Indiana couldn't do anything about it. Florida State's not going to let that happen. Um, they just they just won't. They're going to force him back middle. They're going to contest every shot and, and really make him work. And on the other side of the ball, Florida State should be able to generate open looks. It, it's a slow Syracuse team. They've only got a couple of athletes. Um, hopefully this isn't a high-scoring game because if it's a high-scoring game, then it really favors Syracuse. But it's a Syracuse team that's lost at home to Colgate by 15, which if you've heard of Colgate, the college, not the toothpaste, I'm pretty proud of you. Um, they got spanked by Auburn. They got spanked by – who was the other team that got spanked by? I got a look real quick. Mm. Um, um, spanked by VCU. Uh, it's, it's just not a good team. It, it's one of those games where it, it, Florida State should be able to gain some momentum. This is a game where you can tie the ACC record for most consecutive home conference wins. Hopefully they come out with good energy, hit some shots early, especially Polite. Polite's got to hit a couple early shots, gain some confidence, and um, hopefully come out of there with a 10-point win. Yeah, I feel like the the veterans in general need to get off to a better start earlier in games. It feels like Florida State always starts slow, and then they're in these battles at the 10-minute mark and late into the first half before they've been able to pull away from a couple of these games. But, I mean, you look at the games against Tulane and then Boston University last week, it's just – it's been tough um, early on for – Anthony Polite and Lee Osborne's been pretty solid overall, but I, I think we all thought Polite would have a little bit more of an impact kind of being the leader of this team at this point in his career. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure he'll find his footing. And it's also important to know Florida State hasn't played against zone a lot so far this year. Um, you know, they played it a little bit against Tulane, but Tulane's more of a matchup zone, whereas Syracuse is obviously their patented 2-3. Um, they've only played... 61 total possessions against its own defense all year. So not a lot of experience so far. It'll be good for the young guys to get some experience against it. Um, If they're not hitting the shots, they got to get looks at the rim, got to get lobs going at the rim, whether it's John Butler crashing, whether it's Malik Osborne crashing. They got to get some lobs, get some momentum. Um, 
but hopefully this, this is a good chance for them to really gain some confidence because they'll need it um, about a month from now. I don't think I'll be there this weekend, VZ. I'm sorry. A lot of things football-wise happening Saturday, so I apologize. Dustin, will you be there in attendance? Yeah. Sweet. And then I'll, I'll be at the game in Rock Hill against North Carolina. Yeah, I won't speak anymore on Rock Hill. I think they're going to come after me if I say anything more. Great town. People in South Carolina don't even have internet. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I mean, Clemson's there, so, I mean, yeah. To his point. Yeah, to his point. True. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Anything else, gentlemen? I mean, we got a comment here from... Was asking chances of us getting Marvin Jones Jr. over Alabama. We can end off in a bang. Saw 50 50. I think it's 50 50 between Florida State and Alabama. I really, I really do think that, and Nate, you can probably speak on this, but I, I thought Marvin Jones Jr. might have been Oklahoma bound um, before that coaching change. And, you know, that kind of might have thrown a loop into things. We'll see. Obviously, Alabama has been a main contender in this recruitment for a while. I think it comes down to just the relationships with Florida State and if they can nail that in-home visit. Obviously, Marvin Jones Jr. has all the ties in the world to Florida State, and it would be a heck of a win for Mike Norvell to win this recruitment, not only because he's a great player, but just because of how it looks, too. You've got to bring home the, the great legacy players, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, and I would say 60-40 uh, in FSU's favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay, nice nice little uh, goodie there before we get off here on this wonderful Thursday night. Beasy, are you going to be able to watch the game on Saturday? Yeah, I, I took off work. Oh, nice. Speaking of work, shout out Celsius for getting me through this past weekend. You know, Black Friday weekend. Post Thanksgiving weekend's always busy retail. Coming clutch. Shout out Celsius. Got got me through a tough Saturday and Sunday. I needed it. These are amazing. These are yeah, incredible. I had, a, I had a Celsius on Saturday on the way to the the Florida game, and it really just powered me through. You know, I was at the top of my game when it came to football <laughs> coverage. I can't say the same for Florida State on the field. But. Yeah, your your fingers were typing really fast. I have to say that. And you were concentrated. You were able to write three articles, and some of them weren't even able to go out because Florida State didn't make it to a bowl don't game. Bring, so bring that up, bro. I'm sorry for reminding you that, but you should have seen how pissed Dustin. Dustin wanted to just leave the game. He didn't want to do the interviews afterwards. He had articles ready for everything. I was like, Logan, okay. let's just go. <laughs> I got recruiting reactions of Florida State's one over Florida, and then he was had bowl projections ready to go out immediately, like 10 minutes after the game. <laughs> But the Celsius did allow you to get the energy to do that. Always shout out to our friend Celsius. I don't have a code yet because we were heading into the last month of the year, December. So we'll have a new code for you guys and a new flavor. Once those get sent over here, we'll be able to try these. But from last month, these sparkling strawberry guavas, these are awesome. And I like the sparkling ones. Get a little fizz in there too. Um, Seven essential vitamins gives you nice energy. You don't get the crashes later. I know that because Dustin did not stop talking on the way home. So... um, very nice uh, drink to have if you're looking for a little energy, a little kick boost to the day. And if you're not a big coffee person, this is the drink to go to. So they're everywhere. Retailers, 
nearby. So these are awesome. Shout out to them. Hopefully we'll get a code for you guys next week that you guys can use them. We've saw like 50 of y'all click on the link using it um, over the last month or so. So that's really cool to see. Um, anyways, I think that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. The craziness only begins. If you guys, I'm going to stress it enough. I'll give you guys two things that you need to do and I'll put it here on the screen. Number one, this number right here is our personal number. You'll be able to text us 850-616-8661. We're giving you live recruiting updates, transfer portal updates. If anybody commits, if anybody's coming to visit, you will be texted that immediately along with usually an article too. Uh, but anything breaking news wise, we're texting it to you directly. And it's literally us. It's not a bot. So uh, it's just from us. So you can text the number 850-616-8661. Go ahead and text that right now. You'll hear from us uh, and we'll be using that a ton. And then Discord. You need to let me have control of that number one day. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Why not? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll sit down and talk it about it. It would get dangerous. It would get extremely dangerous. Um. But that's going to come into big time. We're going to be using this a lot because actually, I don't know, Dustin's yet confirmed, but Nate will be in attendance for the Under, Ar <clears throat> the Under Armour All-American. Yeah, I ain't going, boys. Uh, then get that. Get yeah, fiance said. I got teased in front of my face and pulled away. <laughs> I'll see you boys in 2023. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got my credential I'm, yet. I'm taking that I in the little sense it. where we will not see Dustin until 2023. That's how I'm taking that. <laughs> what did you say, Nate? I said I haven't got my credential yet, but I applied for it. So I'm intending on being there. Yeah, so if he's there, we'll give you guys updates there, texting you after interviews and what he does. So text that number, 850-616-8661. And we can't stress it enough now with the wildness of going on. Patreon.com slash Noel That's where we give inside scoop on everything happening all across Florida State athletics from both VZ basketball side and football wise and recruiting wise. Uh, that's all in the Discord. And I think there's been over 25,000 messages sent this week alone, which I just don't know what's happening, but it's wildness. So Patreon.com slash Noel Gamey, $2.99 a month. You get everything practically. So jump in there. Within, pack it up. Pack the tuck, says VZ. fans on Saturday. Pack the tuck. All right, pack the tuck, VZ, and then Nate, go ahead and do your thing. Travis Hunter? Wow. I, I got it. You know, uh, we're, 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 we're 13 days you, away from... I've been doing this for three hours, man. It's time to wrap it up. I've worn Nate out completely. Uh, I've worn him out. No, no we are... Uh, we're 13 days away from, you know, arguably the best signing in Florida State's ever had coming out of high school. Which says a lot with, you know, everything that, you know, all, all, all the top flight players of SU signed, you know, we're looking at probably the number one guy coming out of high school that, you know, Florida State will, will, will be signing. So it's going to be exciting to see this kid in, in the spring. So wishing all the, health and recovery as he goes for the uh, state championship. But, you know, it's going to be exciting to see him in, in the spring. So, yeah, can't wait. Dustin put an article out about it, but you guys should definitely go watch that interview that Travis Hunter most recently did. He quoted saying, I'm fixing to go in and rebuild the program like Deion Sanders did when he played there. Something I've always wanted to do is play for Florida State. So, uh, man, it's going to be a few more days. 
few more, a few more. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Yeah, it's Thursday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you in the Discord. A lot of things going on. Four hours of sleep. Four hours of sleep. But I did have this today to save Celsius. We love you. Adios. Enjoy the weekend. I won't say anything about the Steelers. Mama told me not to say a word. Mama said to take five, same color t-shirt.